You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580, where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics, and interviews. I'm your host, Robin Ayers, with you Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. on that drive home. It's a little bit better outside. I mean, it it was raining yesterday. It's not so much today. It feels pretty good. So um, I hope you are having a fantastic Thursday. We are almost at the weekend, y'all. And we do have a great show lined up for you today. I'm excited about it because uh, we have a wonderful contributor who I'll introduce in just a moment. Um, So let's get the party started pretty early. You guys, if you do want to call in at any point in time, feel free to do that by calling 1-800-920-1580. You could join us right now over in our YouTube chat as well, KBLA 1580. Do that because it's just a good idea. Um, You guys, it looks like (laughs) some of y'all are tired of Beyonce, but she said, I'm getting to the bag. Beyonce is reportedly uh, in talks with... Vegas, uh, the the new Las Vegas sphere to have a potential residency. Now it says that she's requesting ten million dollars. I tell you, Beyonce be getting to the bag. She she ain't she ain't new to this. She's true to this. So maybe if you did not have an opportunity to see her at the Renaissance tour, you may have an opportunity to see her in Las Vegas. We'll we'll see what happens with that. In other news, Snoop Dogg has made an announcement. Now, we're trying to see if this is like uh, a joke or, or what, but he says that he is giving up smoking. You know, Snoop Dogg has been synonymous with with smoke for so long, as long as we've known him. But he says after much consideration and conversation with his family, he's decided to give it up. And what's really cool about that is that it seems like it's possibly having a trickle down effect because Meek Mill, rapper Meek Mill, he says that he's going to stop smoking, too, following Snoop's announcement. Now, his is more so because of a, a medical a potential medical condition. Um, So we'll see if anybody else follows suit, but congratulations to both of them. Uh, Congratulations to Kevin Hart. He says that, um, well, he's reportedly uh, set to receive the Mark Twain prize for American humor. I like Kevin Hart. I don't know. (laughs) Some people say, you know, he's their, their cup of tea and some people say not, but I like him. Um, Okay, that's all that we have for you in some updates. Um, Let's go ahead and jump into the Raw Report, Andy. Now it's time for a breakdown. The biggest news of the day, um, and I typically like to wait. I like to hold on for more information before I start reporting on stuff. But we have to talk about this because now so many people are coming to the table to talk. Um, We're talking about Cassie, who is filing a $30 million lawsuit against Sean Diddy Combs, um, she says, for uh, allegedly rape and sexual assault. Some people are are speaking up and some people are coming to her defense. We'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about Andre 3000. We told you the other day how uh, he's dropping an album uh, coming out tomorrow, as a matter of fact. The album is coming out, but he talks about why it's not rap. What he feels like when it's rap. Um, we might get to some some news with the baby. We might also talk Jay Z, uh, and with our our special contributor right now. He he's not new to the Raw Report, but he is new in studio, and I'm so happy to have him here. Please welcome media personality and television producer Jerome Tremell. How are you today? Hey hey hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited about the conversation tonight, and I'm excited to be here. Actually, yeah yeah. You know it's so funny because I'm I'm glad you're 
good here because I see you all over uh, social media. You got a lot to say in social media. So I'm like, I know you're going to have a lot to say on the Rob Report. No, a little here, a little there. (laughs) (laughs) A little razzle-dazzle here and there. I get it. I get it. That's good. That's very good. Um, I, you know, we'll, we'll just jump all the way in when we come forth because there's so much to discuss with this Cassie Diddy thing. You, you've been seeing it just like I have. So we'll get to all of that on the other side. You are listening to the Rob Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on the Rob Report. All right, let's jump right into this. I am joined in studio by media personality, television producer Jerome Trammell. And I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because you are like, you keep your 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 ear to the streets. You know what I'm saying? Listen, and- my ear, my lips, my leg, my <laughs> arm. I literally, I, li- I reside on the streets. Yeah. I need to know what's going on. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel like you are the go-to? Like people kind of like watch what you say or, you know? I mean, I... I do, I do, and sometimes like when I leave a comment, just like everybody else, mm-hmm. like the millions of people who live leave comments. If I leave a comment, it it, it turns the internet into a frenzy sometimes, and I'll just be sitting <laughs> there back at home laughing, like whether they agree or disagree. Like some people who are disagree, like they'll you die, you this, you that. Like, it, it gets really toxic, and I'll be sitting back laughing, like y'all. People take people take it way too seriously. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a trip, you know. Yeah. But um, I'm glad you do. I'm glad that you you voice your opinion, um, you know, and and it's sound opinion. It's not just like you throwing anything out there. I try to be like yeah. I like I try not to be uh, biased. I try to like think about all sides, and I try to be fair. I pride myself yes. on being very fair. Yeah. And, you know, um, a lot of times what I get is that um, I really stand up for women, especially black women, mm. and probably ninety percent of the time when other black men comment. About what I said, they're like, "Oh, you're," they're like, "Oh, you're a simp, or you trying to you trying to get with a woman, or all the other stuff." So that, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. "No, y'all, I'm just literally that's just how I feel." But yeah, they think I be trying to get with women when I be taking you're up like, for women. You like, come on now. I'm, I'm just, like, oh, yeah. actually, I like men. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's be clear. I hear that. Um, so you must have been just as surprised as I was when you know. Obviously, I go through all kinds of platforms to find news of the day, and um, this one hit social media. Where it says, wow, Cassie decided she, however many years later, she is going to file a $30 million lawsuit against Diddy, Sean Diddy Combs. She said, it says that she accuses him of rape and repeated physical abuse throughout their relationship. Now, Cassie's statement, it says, after years in silence and darkness, I am finally ready to tell my story and to speak up on behalf of myself and for the benefit of other women who face violence and abuse in their relationships. Tell me, I mean, here's the thing, though, Jerome, like people have been saying things about Diddy for years, decades, decades. (laughs) Um, Now, nothing really as specific as that. I mean, we've heard things. We've heard things about his behavior, how he treats people and all of that, which at some point seem like they're just rumors. But give me your take. I mean, um, on this on the news, as soon as you saw it hit, did you instantly think like, you know what, like, this kind of makes sense because I've been hearing about this for years regarding Diddy. Absolutely. And, it, and it's believable, right? Because one thing that we do know is that Cassie is very credible. Like, she doesn't be in a mess. She doesn't be in a drama. Mm-hmm. She's not in the blogs. She's never been that type of woman. She's usually very private, very very quiet. Even mm-hmm. when her and Diddy split, it wasn't, like, this big old thing. She was very, you know, quiet about that. Mm-hmm. And so when I first read the headline I was like oh yeah Cassie is definitely telling the truth mm-hmm. also I mean how he you know allegedly treated like his employees and mm-hmm. his artists and stuff like that 
you know, mean and, you know, evil and unfair, it's it's not far-fetched. So it's, it's easily believable. I mean, all the other rumors, I mean, the rumors about sexuality, I really don't care about that because that's his sexuality. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, abuse and being, uh, you know, unfair, like, bad contracts, that's where I, you know, tend to, you know, turn a side eye to because it's like, you know, you're a black man, got this black label, and then you get these black, you know, artists who are talented and mm-hmm. working their butts off, and then you exploit them, and yeah. they don't have anything to show for it. So, yeah. I, I, it's definitely believable. And when I read the headline, I was like, oh, it's about to go down. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it definitely is. And I want to say, like, with this situation, I want to be intentional um, by making sure that I'm safe with what I'm saying, only because it... You know, it's dealing with, you know, sexual assault, you yeah. know, allegedly. And it's, that's a serious topic. So I know it's a T for a lot of people, which we can get to. But it's like it's also a serious matter as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 100 percent with you. I mean, I, I've said this many times on this show. Like I have a there's a place in my heart for uh, victims overall who've been um, who've, who've survived any sort of abuse, domestic abuse, um, you know, mental, all these types of things. And um, so I don't I, I look at this the same way, you mm-hmm. know, and I look at Cassie. I'm like, this is somebody who at this point in her life didn't have to say anything. Yeah. She's straight. Like you were, we we did our research. She uh, separated from Diddy in uh, October 2018, mm-hmm. and she th- that was reportedly that was what what was reported. And then um, she got married to Alex Fine in 2019, and he was doing fine for himself. He was doing well. He's a um, you know workout connoisseur. I mean, he's a personal trainer and all of that. And so they have two kids together. Mm-hmm. They've moved on. It seems like she didn't have to come out with this kind of information. Yeah, it's like there there was no need and if she really wanted to, you know, talk about it or, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh extort him like she why, like why now? I just feel like she probably just finally got the courage to be like, "You know what? It is it's finally time." Yeah. And and I'm glad she did and I don't think that she's going to be the only one. So we shall see. I, I'm with you. And you know what? What's so messed up about it, though, Jerome, is that, like, people will automatically assume that it is a money grab. That's mm-hmm. what his lawyers have already said. They're like, yeah. okay, she's this is just, you know. And actually, they this is all allegedly and reported, reported mm-hmm. information that um, once they had already spoken, according to Cassie's attorneys, they have already spoken, and he tried to buy her out not to say anything, mm-hmm. and she turned down. It was an eight-figure, uh, an eight-figure sort of deal that he was trying to make with her, and she turned it down. Um, and for some women, most women and most survivors, I'll say, is that nothing at some point, nothing is going to silence me. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. But yeah. it's so messed up how people try to. They they will try to silence you or they'll try to make it sound like it's for something else, like a money grab. And for, like you just said, uh, it takes people time to yeah. be courageous enough. They, they're, you know, bold enough or healed enough to actually say something at yeah. that point. Yeah. And what I don't like is when people always have to question the, you know, alleged victim, right? It's why now? Why she didn't be, been said anything like... Like, what is she doing this for? And it's like, what y'all fail to realize is that some women never come for Yeah. And so while, you know, people are online saying, why now? You also have to realize that some of your moms, your aunties, your cousins, your sisters, yeah, your yeah. girlfriends have never said anything. That is so right. And if they were to say something 5, 10, 15 years later, mm-hmm. are you questioning them? Why now? Yep. That's, their, that's their story to tell. That's their journey. So we need to respect that. 
Uh, it reminds me of the uh, the doctor who was um, convicted for he was working with the Olympic uh, Olympic um, athletes, mm-hmm. and it was I mean it was years before one person one woman got the 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 nerve and the cur and the courage to actually say something, and it took for that one woman for hundreds of others to start following suit and speak out their truth. Yeah, I remember that story. It wasn't um. Was it Gabby was also involved? I think she may have been. Yeah. She she may. I, I don't know that she was uh, directly involved. I know she had seen that doctor. Okay. I don't know that she was one of the people in the lawsuit, but I know okay. that she was a part of the camp and all of those things. So, I mean, you're right. Like, it, it just is sad, though, um, that unfortunately there are still some people who are going to side with seemingly the abuser. Yeah. And that's misogyny, right? Like. All these people can come out and then they will question, you know, all, all these people instead of, like, the, the one person. Same thing with R. Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. You have so many people, like, they're lying, they're lying, they're lying. Mm-hmm. It was five people, then it was 10, then it was 20, it was 30, it's 50 people. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're lying. Like, why is it so hard to believe that one person did this versus y'all would rather believe that 50 women are lying on one man? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, That's crazy. facts. No, it's it's facts. And you know what is, it's like, this is so, um, it's so relevant and and. Jonathan Majors over here in our YouTube, Lavelle Delone says, uh, we were quick to blame Jonathan Majors as well. Can we wait for facts? Absolutely. I hear you. I agree with you. And then um, Lavelle also says, so quiet women don't lie. No, women lie and men lie all the time. All the time. So I'm not trying to say that it doesn't happen. But what I am trying to say is that more likely than not, I'm going to I'm going to hear you out and believe your story first. Yeah. And I'll also say this and I'm just going to be honest. I think the main reason why a lot of people didn't believe Jonathan Majors is because it was a non-black woman. Mm. So it was like, oh, well, that's what you get. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of, you know, black women and black people feel like that sometimes when, you know, we see our black successful men or women mm-hmm. with people who are non-black. So it's like, oh, get your karma. So... I think that was the reason why. Yeah. I mean, and, and now, I mean, to John, to the point about Jonathan Majors, there's more information coming to light that um, the young lady was now arrested for, um, and she was charged with an assault. And there was, like, video footage. There's more to it that's coming yeah. out. But you're absolutely right. We, uh, we automatically, like, slandered, you know, Jonathan Majors when, in fact, there could have been something... Um, that worked in his favor. There, there was, like I said, some uh, some some evidence and witnesses that may work in his favor. Um, but with this, with this Cassie situation, we do see that uh, Don Richard, who used to be in the group with um, Diddy and Diddy Dirty Money, Diddy, yes. Dirty, yeah, Dirty Money. She was also with Danny D. Kane, which was a group that Diddy put together. And um, she says she put out a statement saying, "Praying for Cassie and her family for peace and healing. You are beautiful and brave." Um, Audrey O'Day, or, excuse me, Aubrey O'Day, she also spoke up saying, listen, I've been trying to tell y'all for years yeah. about about Diddy and um, and a lot of the antics. People are coming out. People are pulling up all kinds of information. Yes. And then one of Diddy's former girlfriends, um, they pulled up an interview of her that she spoke about Diddy um, allegedly, you know, beating her in the face because she was texting a man and even, even stumping on her stomach. So that came out. And then you also have Kid Cudi who corroborated um, Cassie's uh, story about Diddy allegedly blowing up his car. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, Kid Cudi allegedly liked it. You know, uh, Cassie wanted to get with her, and he told him and told Cassie, I, you know, I'll blow your car up. And next thing you know, 
kid cut his car was you know allegedly blown up in his driveway and he corroborated her story so mm-hmm. this is not one of those situations that people are going to sweep underneath the rug right and to be honest because of Diddy and his style of management and how he go about things and people not liking it and um, not liking how he treat his artists they're going to peel back every single layer yeah and to be honest when you think about you know Cassie saying that a the Diddy allegedly offered her some money and she didn't um, take it. Think about the people that he may have offered money and they will never speak about it. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. So we just never know what might come of this. And I remember um, R&B singer uh, Christopher Williams. There was a rumor out there that um, Diddy forced him to, you know, give him fellatio. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. it, a lot of things have been, you know, coming up, but this situation, I think, is more solidified. When I was reading the court documents, Cassie, Cassie listed around a hundred something accounts in different inc- incidents and situations um, that you know makes her case more solid. It's, and that's hard to do if you're lying. It is. This is. It's, it's heartbreaking to to know that something like this is is possible. Houston, Texas, uh, in YouTube says Cassie is speaking her truth, and that is so brave. I completely agree. Um, but you know, I I also will say this. I am. You know, I'm a Libra, so I'm all about balance and finding the balance in all things. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I do agree that. Um, there needs to be more proof against Diddy for every before everybody starts riding on him. Now, it's hard to split the difference, okay? Yes, we are supportive of Cassie, and if anybody it had ever suffered any sort of abuse from anyone, I want to believe them, and I want to I want to share my heart with them and, and you know, uh, side with them. But I also believe in, in uh, due process, right? And mm-hmm. so... Um, but there's but on the flip side, you can't deny all the things that have been said. I, I, I feel like this, though, Jerome, and tell me if I'm off. But like we have seen just in Hollywood over the years, so many important, powerful yeah. people where they have they got it on lock. Mm-hmm. Diddy is one of those guys. Yeah, he's one of the, I've been I've been in the midst. I've been you know, I've done some some things where I've seen how things operate. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, this is a camp. He's got he's got things on lock. So uh, I don't know. I don't know who will feel empowered to speak out, but maybe it takes for Cassie to be that one to, you know, light the way. Agreed. And I believe in due process, too. But I also know that this justice system is not legal. I mean, it's, it's not fair, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to black women. Right. Um, I've seen so many instances of black women who want to get restraining orders and they were denied because they didn't have enough proof, or enough evidence or they weren't believed. And then next thing you know, um, they're harmed or, you know, murdered and stuff like that. So while due process is one of those things that, you know, we want to you know root for. A lot of that is un- unjust. I mean, you look at, you know, Megan Thee Stallion. You know, you, you see that situation, how that played out. Mm. Even with, you know, all the evidence that was stacked against Tori, she was still bullied. She was still harassed. She was still taunted. So it's like, that's a, that's, it's, it, it, it can be so much. And then also, when you have, you know, certain resources and certain money, things can go in your favor. Mm-hmm. So That's what I'm we, saying. We never know what's going to go on. I also now, like, got me curious about... I wonder, you know, did anything happen with Kim Porter? Mm-hmm. And when I think about uh, Misa Hilton, I wonder if anything happened with her and what she does know. So it's like, we just we, we, we just don't know. 
We just don't know. We don't know, um, but I can I can bet you this. This is not going to be the last that we hear of it, and I, I'm almost guaranteeing that we're going to see other people start to come out and uh, say some things or maybe even allude to some things. I believe that. Yeah, because you know, I mean, especially people who've never signed an NDA can start mm-hmm. speaking up and they're not fearful about sharing their truth, right? And speaking of NDAs, um, Ariel Day allegedly said that when Diddy decided to give some, some of the artists back their royalties in publishing, mm-hmm. um, they had to sign an NDA. Yeah. And the NDA said that they cannot publicly shame, you know, um, discredit or talk about Diddy, like his mom, um, women that he's been with, the label, and like his businesses. Mm-hmm. And so she said she, she didn't sign it until her group members did not sign it as well. So um, for me, I think when you look at what Diddy has done um, lately, giving back to publishing after all these years, people spoke about it, giving millions to HBCUs, mm-hmm. Howard was one of them. Mm-hmm. It seems like, hey, you're trying to paint this different narrative because he probably knew it was coming. He, and that's how I look he, at it. You know what? I I, I I put that together as well. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes when, I mean, Kevin Hart, we know that Kevin Hart was in a similar situation, not with these types of allegations, but when he knew something was coming down the pike, he started to do all kind of great things to turn the narrative around. Um, so that might be what Diddy is doing, but I can guarantee you this, we are not done. I'm sure we're going to bring this again to the Rob Report to talk about it. But right now, um, we have news, traffic, and sports. You are listening to the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay right there. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Lil Real. All right now, I'm hanging out with Robin on the Raw Report. That's right. Hey, you are inside the Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. If you're just joining us, welcome on in. We are having a really good conversation, but we're, we tied a bow on it. We're going to see what happens with Cassie, who is suing Diddy for $30 million. And you know what? It may not even be about the money. She might just want to bring awareness to the situation and, um, you know, try to take down the giant who had maybe, you know, to her, to her truth, maybe had caused her all this pain in her life. We'll see what happens with it because, um, you know, there's going to be a lot more coming out and uh, people are going to be saying a lot more things as we move forward. Absolutely. It's a story that's going to keep on giving, you know what I mean? And, and some people say, like, well, why, you know, do it silver? Why not press charges? Like, it's not for us to decide on what kind of justice that person wants. Yeah, Period. absolutely. I completely agree with you. Um, I want to get into this conversation about uh, before we do Andre 3000, because I, 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 something about me wants to really touch on Andre. But um I want, I want to talk about the baby. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Lord Jesus. I know. I know. Now, there <laughs> is a clip, and I there was some cussing going on in the clip, but I know they tried to. I sent it over to you, Andy. We'll see if we can, if we can you know, play it or a little bit of it. But he was on Club Shay Shay with, you know, Uncle Shannon, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they're talking about, we, we know, obviously, um, Jerome, we know that in, was it 2019, that, 2021, 2021, the baby, he was at Rolling Loud and he made the comments that really sat his whole career down. Yeah. He made a lot of homophobic, uh, phobic statements on stage. Mm -hmm. Um, Double down on it. He doubled down on it. Even when people called, yeah, people (laughs) called him out. He, people were canceling his performances after that. He still doubled down on it. Like he just wasn't wrong. Yeah. And he thought he was invincible is what it was. Um, now, a couple of years later, 
because we had we, people thought that his career was destroyed. I mean, it did take a big hit. Yeah, it mm-hmm. took a bit, a very Major big hit. hit yeah. yeah, and um, people just kind of thought that was going to be the end of him. But now we did start to recently see him come back out, you know, with some music, and um, it seems like his whole demeanor had calmed down a little bit, though. Yeah. 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 So um, he he sat down for a recent conversation with um, at, at Club Shay Shay and they uh, Shannon Sharp asked him about the fact that um, you know what what would you have done differently basically looking at your life right now do you have any regrets you saw the clip yeah I saw the clip okay what give us give us what t- tell us what he was talking about and your thoughts on it well so here's the first thing. In the words of my great sis left eye TLC when she was talking about the bankruptcy that TLC had, get ready to do your math. The first thing that stuck out to me was that he said he lost out on $200 million in his two-year span. Mm-hmm. You're lying. <laughs> You're lying. Like, first you of all. You wasn't big, big banking like that? Do you think that someone like the baby could have generated 200 million dollars in a two-year span and he's saying he did it because of his comments drake is worth 250 million dollars mm. do we think that a uh, the baby could get 200 million dollars in two years now if they said Didi would have lost out on 200 million dollars in mm. two years jay-z drake i can see that not the baby not so we're gonna stop with that lie <laughs> That's the first. That's the first, first thing. The math is okay. not math thing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but also I think he said that so people can give him sympathy and give him grace. Like, oh, he really took a hit majorly. You're lying. Maybe you lost out on five million, mm-hmm. but it wasn't no two hundred million. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Let's yeah. Um, another thing is for me, I know that his career did take a hit, so I know that he wants to pivot and change a little bit, right? And he might feel like, hey, let me say these things so I can, you know, show people that I'm remorseful. But we have to go back to the fact that when you were called out, you stood ten toes down on it, Mm -hmm. and you continue to double down on it. And so that's what you get. So um, I'm not really a buying that he would do something differently. Um... I just think because he got caught, that's why he's saying that. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to all realize that, yes, people have freedom of speech, but that doesn't mean that you're free from consequences. And we need to learn that, especially people at big grown ages like the baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The baby is not a baby. So, yeah. Um, Okay. So, and that's fair. I think that's fair. Now, he was saying that um, he is grateful, basically, to be, to have had that time to where he had to sit down and not have anything going on with his career because it made him really reflect and uh, and and change. And according to him, you don't seem like you're buying it, Jerome. I'm about to fall asleep. <laughs> you don't seem like you're going for it at all. He says he is genuinely changed and and. He's uh he's just in a better space, not even with his career. He's just talking about as a man, he feels, you know, like that that needed to happen in order for him to arrive at this space. Now, I hear what you're saying and I completely agree. And mm-hmm. this made me really mad at the baby when he first made these uh, homophobic comments mm-hmm. um, in 2021. I was like, you know, I don't like people, anybody who thinks that they're invincible mm-hmm. and thinks that they, they're above the law. I don't like anybody like that. And he, he, that's how he was, though. That was his personality before he made those comments. Absolutely. So now, though, there is something about me that loves a redemption factor. Like, I love people who have a quality about them that could be redemptive. And I feel like maybe 
us seeing him in this new light is sort of what we needed to see in order to give him another shot. And that's fair. I think for me, it's a little bit different because I wasn't subscribed to him in the first place. So seeing him in this new light, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still not subscribed to it. So it, it, it makes me no, like no difference. Like I know that he put out a, like, a couple songs and they were catchy and you know, it got some more radio play. To, uh, it got people talking about him again. Um, kind of like revived his career a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think that at this point, I'm sorry to say it, we're just not that interested. Mm. We're just not that interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's it's, too many it's other rappers. Yeah, there's too many other rappers and you know women and all who we can listen to and you know who we like their personalities. We're we're yeah we're just not buying it. All right. So speaking of I other rappers, yeah, <laughs> peace, beloved. Okay. So uh, <laughs> speaking of rappers, though, um, obviously Andre three thousand talked about the fact that he was dropping an album and the internet went nuts because they're like, we want Andre three stacks. Listen, when I said when I saw the headline, <laughs> I was like, oh, about time. Yeah. I almost felt like you know Lauren Hill's about to drop a you know a, yeah. a, a second album, a follow yeah. up. Yeah. And then once I heard the details, I was like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so many people I know so many people felt like you because we're like what you mean playing the flute what you mean a musical playing the flute album <laughs> listen Andre we love you like we love the bars the metaphors we love your yeah. flow we love all of that stuff so yeah. you know that's what we want and here's the thing um, I think there's like this tug of war, but there needs to be this balance when it comes to, you know, artists and, and their fans and supporters. Because artists might feel like, hey, I want to put this type of stuff out, but also your fans want to hear something. So yeah. it's like you have to, you know, you know, learn how to balance that because your your, your fans are the consumers, and mm. so it's like you just can't put out what you want to put out because that's what you want to put out and make your art. And if you do, it's fine. But if it's not received well, then you not listen to your demo. It's a valid point. Um, but you know what? Maybe, just maybe, when people hear what Andre 3000 has to say, maybe uh, they'll think differently about it. Let's take a listen to what Andre had to say when he was talking about putting out his, his album, which is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Do you feel like that played into decisions you made about Outcast too? I think uh, just in general, when it came to figuring out what we would do creatively and where where my creative juice is coming from within Outkast, like there there was a certain point where I just didn't know where else to go. You know, I didn't, like even now, like people think, oh man, he's just sitting sitting on raps or like he's just holding or holding these raps hostage. Like, hey, I ain't got no raps like that. Like it's, it's, it actually feels, sometimes it feels inauthentic for me to rap because I, I don't have anything to talk about in that way. Like. I'm 48 years old, and not not to say that age is a thing that dictates what you rap about, but in a in a way it does. And like the things that happen in my life, like what are you talking? Like I gotta go get a, a colonoscopy. Like what do you <laughs> what, like? What do you rap about? You know what I mean? Like my eyesight, my eyesight is going bad. Like <laughs> I mean, he has a point, Jerome. Point. He's got a point. No, absolutely valid point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so but with that being said. Um, he said he feels almost inauthentic when he mm. raps. And I wonder, because we've been talking about a lot. We actually just talked about this yesterday. The fact that T.I., he said that he's done. He's not doing any more albums. He's pu- he's putting Thank out this. <laughs> what? what? You don't like T.I.? Mm. King of the South? No, no. Okay, we're we not doing T.I.? Okay, at one point, did you do T.I.? Um, you know, T.I. Is a, is, a, is, a, is a great artist. But I, I will say that... Um, 
I, I stopped tuning in. And I'm just speaking for me, right? Okay. I, I just stopped tuning in a long time ago. Okay. Because I right. think he's about to put out his 10th album or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I probably stopped listening at five or six. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So he is one of the people who is uh, really delving into business now. He mm-hmm. just opened up a, a 25-unit um Building where he's going to be uh, leaving some for the homeless yeah, and homeless um, children. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, this is incredible. I think that that's fantastic. Him. I mean, there's so many guys who are trying to go over into like sort of the entrepreneurial world. We were talking about Swiss Beats, who um, said he had to go back to school. He spent a hundred thousand dollars going to Harvard because. Mm. You know, yeah, he made millions of dollars in the music industry, but he was like, "Where, where's the next 20 years of my life going to go? Mm-hmm. And he wanted to start doing business. So at the same time, like, I hear where everybody's coming from because yeah. I, I love I love Outkast, period. But then I do love Andre 3000, and I think he's um, I think he is underrated, to be honest with you. Andy thinks that he's overrated. You said overrated. Did you say that? Yeah, he said he, said he feels like he's overrated. Oh, he's definitely, Andre 3000 is definitely in my top five. See, that's what I'm sure. talking about. That's why you, that's why we rock. Yeah, that's but my top five rock. is a little bit different because, you know, people get a little mad about it, but Eminem is also in my top five. He and is people a, be he's like, also in my top five. To, uh, Come on, no, no. And yeah. I'm going to say this, and this is what people be mad about. Biggie is nowhere in my top five. He's not in my top ten. He might be in my top twenty. <laughs> that's okay. That that's all right. Now okay, that too is overhyped. Andy Andy wants to uh, wants fight. to chime in. Go oh. ahead. My, <laughs> my brother, what year was you born? Eighty nine. Where where was you born? Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out. That's you know that's my hometown. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is my hometown. I can understand. I can understand. Okay. So, okay. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't. Because he's younger. Just he a little is, bit younger. I don't know if he grew up at the time. At the peak of. At the peak of. But Biggie. if you know Tupac about Eminem, if, you, yeah, if you know about Eminem, Tupac is my top five. Okay, who else is in your top five? Lauren Hill. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you you will fit in quite nicely around here. I got to yeah. say. Um. Uh. Yeah. And we had that conversation the other day because uh, I think that he's definitely Andre 3000 is definitely underrated for sure. Yeah. And um, so I get it. I I agree that, you know, you kind of have to split the difference. But I also hear him when he's like, listen, because as an artist, you are just an artist and you want to put out whatever you're inspired yeah. by. And that should be fair enough. Like what, whether my old fans buy my new music or not, maybe I'll gain some new fans just yeah. because I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And I will say, like, when I'm speaking about my top five, I also, you know, Nas is in my top five. Right. And so Nas is, you know, around the same age, too. I think it also depends on where you're going in life, what are your, you know, your circumstances, mm-hmm. what your environment looks like, because Nas can do it seamlessly. Jay-Z can do it seamlessly. Yeah. Um, but Andre 3000 is a little bit different, right? Yeah, he's he's a little bit eclectic. Yeah. yeah. So it's like he's probably not having those same, ex- you know, experiences or conversations. He's probably not sitting and talking about some of the things that, you know, some of these 40, 50 year old black men are talking about. He's probably somewhere out the country, mm-hmm. you know, having tea somewhere <laughs> yeah. playing his flute. So Absolutely. his journey is different. So I do love that he said that he felt inauthentic and he felt like he didn't have anything to rap about because I wish other rappers, especially these newer ones, mm. can feel the same way. If you have nothing to rap about, turn off the mics. Speaking Get out of the studio. Here, go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> you know what? As you guys are talking now, the fact that he feels inauthentic is because I think like he wouldn't rap about the struggle. Yeah. But I think that's the problem with hip hop. I mm. think as you grow, you should rap about 
getting you know, a colonoscopy. Absolutely. Like you said. Why not? <laughs> Somebody going to relate to it. I'm just saying, you know, talk about, you know, marriage. Talk about being a father or a mother or whatnot. Which think, is why Jay-Z has done so well. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that would be dope. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hear you on that. Listen, um, I, I want to get your, your feedback before we move on to another conversation. But we'll do that on the other side. You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on The Raw Report. It's been really such a great conversation that I'm having today with Jerome Tremell, who's in studio with us today. Um, before we before we end the show, though, I did want to ask you about your thoughts. I mean, I have been talking about men, black men specifically, going to therapy and um, how much more we needed in our community right now. Absolutely. And um, Jay-Z was having a, a conversation with Gail King, and he said that music had been his therapy, right? I know that he did go to therapy. They they mentioned that him and Beyonce, they had they had the whole like, you know, couples therapy, which is great. But there was also another conversation and maybe we could tie it in real quick. Mm-hmm. But people were upset that he didn't choose a hip hop platform to have this big interview. He chose Gail King, which is a black, you know, obviously we love the fact that he went to someone black. But they were kind of mad that he didn't go to like a hip hop platform like Drink Champs with Nori and um, or anybody else for that matter. Um, your thoughts on Jay-Z and, and therapy through his music as well as do you have any thoughts on, you know, him choosing to go to Gayle King over a hip hop platform? Well, listen, I feel like people go where they feel most comfortable and where it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Gayle King is a journalist. Yeah. <laughs> And I think um, going to a hip-hop platform, it might seem like it will penetrate more. But the reality of it is we're talking about it, right? So mm. it did it did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, going on drink champs where you constantly see them drinking, getting drunk, slurring speech, getting high, smoking, that probably just wasn't his element. And, yeah. and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, so That's a good point. Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, it and how I felt about it is when I saw them having this conversation and literally weighing it out, I was like, Jay-Z, to me, doesn't even fit in with the hip-hop community. He's, he's, and I, and I, I go hard for black media, so this mm-hmm. is not this is not knocking anybody. But you just mentioned yeah. drink champs; they're drinking on there, they're getting drunk, mm-hmm. um, talking all kind of crazy. But Jay Z has a certain status to me now, and he has gone, he has stepped over and transcended into business. And so yeah. when I look, and and to be honest with you, he's a global figure. He's mm-hmm. not just he's not just hip hop. He is so much more than that now. Mm-hmm. So I think someone like Gail King actually. It's the same thing as Oprah. Yeah, and we don't know his personal relationships with the with, with other hosts. We don't know his yeah. personal relationships with people at the Breakfast Club or with people at Joe Budden podcast or with people at Drink Chips. So it's like yeah. he went where he felt comfortable. And who's the like? We don't even know if that conversation um, was had because Gail King, you know, brought it up or initiated or sent talking points about that. So yeah, yeah, he if he went to those other platforms, maybe that conversation would have never happened. That's true. And and let's be clear, it's not like he's never gone to some of these other platforms anyway. I mean, he's done The Breakfast Club. He's done, I mean, he's done so many different things yeah. in his career. I don't know that he's ever sat with Gayle King. And I hear him speak. I don't look at him as a hip-hop artist. I just look at him as this big, you know, brand and business. So yeah. it made sense It made sense to go there. Yeah. yeah. Um, quickly, give me your thoughts on, on him saying that, I mean, I've never heard anything. Well, no, I, I have. I've heard people talk about getting sort of healing and therapy through their art form yeah um anything on black men in therapy what i will say is that um a lot of times 
black boys suppress all their emotions, right? Growing up, you know, your dad tell you, your mom tell you, you can't cry, you know, you toughen up, be soft, and they think yeah. they're preparing you for this world. Um, but the reality of it is the world that um, they had and, and their grandparents had, we know we don't live in that same world, right? Yeah. And so that impacts us differently. What I would say is get your therapy, no matter how you get it, whether you're going to see a therapist, whether it's music, whether it's art, whether it's dance, whether you know it's cooking whatever it is get your therapy mm-hmm. and i'll always say this pay them appropriately but the cheat code is always getting black women's thoughts because they just have that in, they, they have that that nurturing uh instinct so that's a word right it, there it, it just makes that's sense a word. wow yeah. I, I went to plenty of therapists and i can yeah. say a black woman therapist was 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 part of my 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 healing for sure absolutely wow okay i i appreciate you sharing that with us and listen you have been amazing with me today you are welcome here anytime um i appreciate you so much jerome where can people find you online very quickly yes well i enjoyed it thanks for having me you all can find me on twitter instagram and facebook is mr jerome tramiel m-r-j-e-r-o-m-e T-R-A-M-M-E-L. You'll send me everywhere on social media. My fellow Milwaukee. Yes, All right. Well, you guys, uh, it has been fun and great. Thank you so much for the engagement. I'm sorry I didn't see so many of your comments over in YouTube, but you know, we back at it again tomorrow. I appreciate you all. Remember, uh, I'm your host, Robin Ayers, and today and every day forward, be a blessing. Mm-hmm.